everyone, welcome back to another episode of Brooks Books. Today, I'll be reviewing an amazing book I've recently read, 11 Before 12 by Lisa Greenwald, and the featured author is Alan Gratz. This book is crazy good. I heard it recommended and then I saw it on the shelf at the library and I had to get it. Alright, I have my first shout out and an important announcement. My first shout out goes out to Magdalena and her cat Sprinkles and Carter. And now for my announcement. Brooks Books now has an Instagram and Facebook account. You can see little clips of each episode I'm posting for the week and extras like books I finished this week and books I'm reading for the month on, on Instagram. And on Facebook, see little clips of each episode. So go check it out. The link will be in the podcast description. And just a heads up, I'm still catching up, so it's not really up to date right now. Alright, now time for the summary. Best friends Ari and Kaylin are about to start middle school. They want to make sure they are 100% ready, inside and out. So they create a list. Not any list, the 11 before 12 list. 11 things they want to do before they turn 12. These 11 things will strengthen their friendship, so it will never be broken. Things like highlight their hair and kiss a boy. When Kaylin and Ari stop speaking, it will be harder to complete the list, let alone strengthen their friendship like they intended to. Will they pull themselves together to make up and finish the list strong, or will they supposedly doom themselves? Time for the author information. The author of this book, Lisa Greenwald, has written other books in this series. 12 Before 13, 13 and Counting, and 13 and Three Quarters. She's also written the TBH series and many others. Time for the first chapter. Kaylin, Ryan pounds on my door. You overslept. School starts today. You're already late. I run to beat him over the head with my pillow, but I'm too slow. Ryan, I shout down the hall. You're a jerk. Karma's a thing, you know. Bad things will happen to you if you're not nice to me. After five breaths, I call Ari. You want to go to the pool? I ask her as soon as she answers. She replies in, in her sleepy voice. Kay, look at the clock. I flip over onto my side and glance toward my night table. 8.37. Okay, I reply, I'll admit, I thought it was later. At least 9. I pause a second. Sorry, did I wake you? Ari sighs. I'm still in bed, but you didn't wake me. Agita day, I tell her. August 1st, red alert, agita levels. I'm freaking out over here. August 1 signals the end of summer, even though you still have a month left. August 1 means school's starting really soon, and even though it's still 29 days away. Okay, Lynn, she laughs. Take a few deep breaths. I'll get my bathing suit on and be at your house in an hour. I already have my pool bag packed because I had a feeling you'd be stressing. Perfect, I sigh with relief. Come as soon as possible, but definitely be there by 9.37, okay? You said an hour. Okay, I'm up. And you're never going to believe this, she says, half distracted. I'm getting new across-the-street neighbors. Really? I finally get out of bed and grab my purple one-piece from my dresser drawer. Describe. She pauses a second, and I'm not really sure she heard me. 
They're moving the couch in right now, she explains. I can't tell how many kids there are, but there's one who looks like he's our age. A boy, I squeal? Yeah, he's playing basketball right now. She stops talking. Oops, he just hit one of the movers in the head with the ball. Tell me more, I say, dabbing sunscreen dots all over my face. They say it takes at least a half hour for it to really absorb into the skin, and my fair Irish complexion needs all the protection it can get. I only take after my Italian ancestors in the adjutant department, I guess. He went inside, she explains. I think he got in trouble. I saw a woman, probably his mom, shaking her hands at him. Oops, I step into my bathing suit, holding the phone in the crook of my neck. Oh, wait, they're back outside, taking a family photo in front of the porch. She pauses. He has a little sister. I think they're biracial. White mom, black dad. Interesting, I say. Maybe his sister is Gemma's age. Maybe. I can tell she's staring out the window at them, only half listening to me. By the way, Ryan is insisting that Red X thing is true. You haven't heard about that, right? I ask. Kaylin, she snaps in a jokey way. No, he's totally messing with you. Okay, go get your pool bag ready, eat breakfast, and I'll be there as soon as I can. I grab my backpack and throw in my sunscreen, a change of clothes, and the summer reading book I haven't finished yet. I'm having a hard time getting into my brother Sam is dead. Although, from what I've read, it makes my life seem pretty easy. I hear Ari's instructions in my head as I get ready, and I already feel calmer. Her soft voice, she's never really flustered by anything. I stare at my watch again, 9.35. I wait for Ari on the front steps. I'm trying to stay as far away from my brother as possible. Ari still has two minutes, but I wish she was here already. I stand up and look for her, but she's nowhere in sight. She is so going to be late. On agita day. I learned the word agita from my mom. She's part Italian, and she learned it from her grandmother, who was 100% Italian, and apparently said it all the time. It basically means anxiety, stress, heartburn, aggravation, stuff like that. I don't know what my great-grandma's agita was about, but mine is pretty clear. Starting middle school. A few minutes later, I spot Ari on the end of the block, and I walk down the driveway to meet her. She strolls toward me, hair up in a bun, with her favorite heart sunglasses on. Her pink and white striped tote hangs over her shoulder like it's the lightest thing in the world. I brought you an extra hair tie, she says, showing me her wrist, since you always forget. Thanks, I say. Let's go in so I can grab my stuff. I've had the worst morning. Time for some cautions. There's nothing too inappropriate in 11 before 12, besides some puberty references. Alright, time for the featured author. The amazing... Ellen Alan Gratz is the author of many amazing books. Some examples are Bandless Book, Ground Zero, and Two Degrees. Most of his books are historical fiction. Bandless Book is one of my all-time favorites, and I'm very glad he wrote it. He lives in Asheville, North Carolina, with his wife Wendy and daughter Joe. He is born and raised in Noville, Tennessee. Time for some fun facts. Alan Gratz is featured in the East Tennessee Writers Hall of Fame. He has also traveled around the world to places like Brazil, Indonesia, and Switzerland to talk about his books. Well, that's all for this episode. Stay tuned next week for my next episode. Make sure to email me at brooksbooks13 at gmail.com for book recommendations or if you want a shout out. And check out Brooks Books' new Instagram. Remember, the link is in the podcast description. Keep reading. Bye!